Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of The Mandala Effect. I am really excited to bring you another incredible guest and today I would like to welcome Pandora Paloma who is a life and business coach, speaker, author and host of The Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm really excited to have Pandora on because I've been following her work and her journey ever since I was healing from my illness a few years ago and I read her book Intuitive Living. It really resonated with me and how it's not about the things that we do but it's how we do them and I hope to dig into that a bit today. Pandora, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so in your words, just to kick us off, can you tell us who Pandora is? And what is her mission on this planet? Yes, absolutely. So I call myself a a business and visibility coach and consultant. Um, My mission ultimately is to get more, is to help women get visible, to build businesses that feel like home and build what I call kind of multi-dimensional wealth. So that's you know wealth financially but in freedom and choice in time in purpose so there's a real vibrancy that comes with building multi-dimensional wealth um and all of this supports gender equity you know I want to see more women um reaching the top in quotation marks (laughs) but you know just (laughs) yeah being seen in you know I mean let's think it's still like 12 percent of the world's millionaires are women. And so, you know, I'm looking to increase that number substantially. Um, And that's ultimately what I'm about. Yeah. That's awesome. So what drove you to that mission? What kind of, what took you there? So I ended up working in um, marketing and communications when I was, um, was still in university, actually. I moved to London when I was 16. Um, I did an internship at a PR agency and just sort of very quickly realized that I was good at it. Um, I'm very, I've always been a storyteller. I recently found um, like a stash of old things from when I was young and, you know, I'd made storybooks and I I love stories. I've always loved words and, you know, I love reading, love English, um, literature and um, yeah, so I kind of did that and then hit my Saturn return at age 27 and was you know top of my game PR director team of nine bought my first flat good salary and didn't really feel that great about you know life I was like this is not fulfilling and so I sort of you know took a bit of a u-turn and um another passion of mine was always sort of health and wellness and I retrained in nutrition and um wrote my book intuitive eating and living and at that point I started to get a lot of people come to me to say do you do business coaching because how are you doing so well and I was like well I I suppose I'm just a natural marketeer like I've I've got you know uh the knowledge and a gift in being able to you know create really you know strong powerful converting content and I understood marketing on a on a bigger level like how we communicate what we're selling and um and so I started business coaching and that's sort of grown and grown and grown since then so that was what 2019 yeah because my daughter was a year old and um yeah I 
I've kind of grown and evolved um, and solidified sort of my business model ever since. Yeah. Awesome. What made you want to write um, intuitive living and eating, eating and living? Um, at the time, a lot of people were talking about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of books that had come out on that topic. And in my work, it wasn't just about the food. It, yeah. well, in fact, it wasn't about the food. It was very much how we were living, who we were, you know, are you living your values? Are you in a supported divine, you know, relationship? Um, do you enjoy, you know, your job, your environment? You know, all of these things are the the things that prompt us to use food as a coping mechanism ultimately. You know, it's a way that we numb out or that we avoid. And so, it, you know, where a lot of people were talking about the eating part, I was more interested in, in reshaping how we were living and how mm-hmm. we were feeling um, in order to get to the same result. And at the time, you know, that was happening in my world. My clients were seeing incredible results. Um, and I kind of knew when the book was published that that was that part of my chapter. Like I always say to my clients, like get known for one thing, do that one thing really, really well. And then it's much, much easier for you to pivot. So my pivot into business coaching, as I say, like was a very natural extension purely because, you know, people were coming to me um, and I've kind of grown and evolved since there. So yeah, the deeper kind of meaning and purpose behind that book was that I myself had, you know, issues with food when I was young Mm -hmm. and I knew that that book would, you know, support women specifically to, not have the same problem yeah it's interesting because we often write the book that we needed to read when we were younger yeah totally totally if I knew that you know when I was young I it would have been very different and it took me a long time to you know heal that relationship with Mm -hmm. my with myself and with food and um yeah so it's special yeah definitely and as I was reading it because I'd been diagnosed with cancer, but a couple of weeks before I'd been diagnosed or diagnosed with chronic stress. And so you think about all of the factors that lead somebody to be burned out in a way such as cancer or nervous breakdown or whatever it looks like on the external. It's the internal factors leading up to it that causes the external manifestation of an illness a disease and you know 95% of illnesses are stress related so it's I think messages like that are so important and it hit me at the right time I mean the book was quite old when I picked it up I don't even know how I found it but it just it was one of those things divine timing and like you say we write the book that we need to read yeah totally totally and you know so much of it I'm sure if I read it again now I'd be like oh I don't think that anymore you know it's like my consciousness has has grown and evolved since so um but who knows there's another book in me somewhere I'm just not quite sure what it is yet of course there is and it's got to be about business surely (laughs) yeah I think it's something around bridging the the spirituality and strategy piece yes amazing okay so Let's talk. It's funny because you mentioned pivoting and that that was one of my questions for you was you have obviously pivoted in your niches. Um, Can 
and and the lessons that you learned through that you said it was very natural extension and sometimes we are guided that way we're guided towards something but what could you what advice could you give somebody who is maybe facing a lot of resistance in their business at the moment who doesn't is maybe questioning the pivot and not yeah. sure which way to go yes I would say you know the industry has changed a lot over the years I'd say certainly in the last two obviously after the, after the pandemic during the pandemic in 2020 everybody made their millions you know mm-hmm. or their their highest figure whatever that looks like because you know people just had more disposable income you know um it was just at a very interesting time and I think people had you know were spending their money in different ways because they couldn't spend it in things like going out for dinners and whatnot but -hmm. also I think that there was a shift in what we valued and I think a lot of people who maybe struggled at that time realized that you know that that having support you know whatever modality that was would be beneficial for them and so you know, there was a real big kind of movement and a lot of people you know, had a lot of success then. And then, you know, obviously now kind of in 2021, 2022, 2023, it's really different. And especially this year is with, you know, obviously the narrative of recession and, um, you know, prices of things going up, like it, it shifts. And so if you're looking to pivot or, um, you know, thinking about what that next step is for you, what I would say is <clears throat> really, really tune into, you know, what is the solution that what is the problem that you are a solution to mm-hmm. and do your market research like is this a genuine problem for your audience because you know certainly with some of my clients that have my clients that have come to me it's like it's just not selling like it used to and it's actually not that we have to start again it's that we've got to tweak how we're talking about that thing and make it more relevant for the now versus what it was two years ago because we're in very very different climates yeah very different climates and and just the way people people are awakening to a much different way of living now absolutely we're becoming a much more conscious community especially in online business you can't escape um some of this stuff and ways of teaching on Instagram these days it's you can see the landscape of business shifting how okay so let's bridge spirituality and strategy then do it (laughs) so strategy is that foundational piece you know are you well first of all are you who you say you are um you know what's your uniqueness what's your method like what exactly is the the problem that you're solving um what's your mission you know what your company values like it's like yeah it's it's really building that house and then there's you know the strategy around your sales strategy your marketing strategy you know I now am speaking around uh, to visibility and the fact that it's now marketing and sales so it's what you're Mm -hmm. doing on the front end but also what you're doing on the back end um yeah your offer you know yeah. your fun your funnels your systems your processes like all of that is the foundational piece and obviously you know it, what enables you to to sell and have a um, successful in quotation marks business whatever that looks like for you because success is different for everyone but that's another one of my questions we'll get to that in a bit yeah and then you know the spirituality piece is 
you know, you being in integrity, you living your values, you, you know, understanding that you're part of something bigger and that you are always co-creating, you know, with spirit creator, whatever it is that you want to um, want to call it. And that there's, there's a greater meaning, you know, I think that there's so much that we get to explore as part of our inner world that enables us to be who we want to be in our business. And, you know, success is the person you become. It's a quote by Hal Elrod, which, you know, really struck me and has stayed with me ever since because it's so true. Like you can have all of the systems and all of the structures in place, but if you're burnt out and you're exhausted and you're dysregulated and you just have no connection to self, mm-hmm. you're all in your head, you're not in your, in your body, that success is going to run out eventually because you won't be able to hold it. You know, you don't yeah. have the capacity for it. And so there's a real magic that comes with merging the two worlds. And I'm one of the only people, you know, who does it in the way that I do it. I, I don't really know anyone who does it in the way that I do it. Um, there are lots of people who go purely on the energetics. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people who are purely in the strategy. And, you know, I find that by merging those two worlds, you you always always have something to um to lean on you know and look at and explore so sometimes it is actually the strategy that needs tweaking and other times it's like do you know what I'm actually not feeling this I'm not feeling that my heart's not in this you know and you to have that power you know it's 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 just incredible for for business owners I think it's really interesting because a lot of spiritual people people who would class themselves as spiritual love to be in you know love to lean on energetics and manifesting something into reality without necessarily taking responsibility on as the human and leaving it all up to the creator but this is where what I think you do is pretty special because we actually need we do need both we need to be spiritual and to remember that we're living in a 3d reality and a human realm and a material realm so we have to kind of act in in accordance to that I know when I was running my first business which was a fine jewelry business and at the height of my success just after the pandemic is when I was diagnosed and I was running that business purely on strategy and I was burnt out and I was having anxiety attacks and I was ill. And I mean, ultimately I knew that business wasn't for me anymore. And I transitioned after throughout my healing and after my healing, I transitioned into what I do today, which is much while I'm a spiritual life coach, but I did that thing where you where I tried to rely solely on energetics and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. you need both yeah totally and you know it's look I don't think that either is wrong and I think there's different seasons where you're going to lean more into the strategy or more into you know the energetics piece but um you know having them both (laughs) I find that ultimately the more structure uh, we have a, a value in the business, which is the triple S system, which is like systems and structures create spaciousness. So, you know, I'm fully able to be in my vibrancy and 
you know, increase my connection to the world and, you know, everything around me and have the time and space and freedom to do that because the systems and structures in my business are creating that space for me. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's knowing that actually finding that balance can be really good for us as humans as well, you know, having routine. And, and it's interesting, you know, you said the word responsibility, you know, there is such a narrative of like, I'm just going to turn it over to the universe. It's like, why should creator do all of that for you? You know, in shamanism, it's like you give a hundred percent of your 50%. And I really, really like really, really live that as a rule in my life. It's like, why should I just be like, yeah, creator, just like, give me what I want. It's like, no, like be responsible, give a hundred percent of your 50% and, you know, creator will meet you with a hundred percent of their 50%. Yeah. It's conscious co-creation. It's not called co-creation for, you know, <laughs> it's called conscious creation for co-creation for a reason. And I think that's something that, you know, is a good reminder of like, oh yeah, I've got to go do my bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I think people, especially when they probably haven't delved too deep into the work, the 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 really deep inner work and we just go off what we see on Instagram we like that idea of the shiny thing oh yes the universe is going to do it all for us but that then leads me to the email that you sent out to your list the other day um and you wrote in it a bit about building a business is like growing a garden and that's similar isn't it it's you're sowing the seeds and you're going to get back you're going to reap what you sow yeah yeah, and sometimes you sow those seeds and, you know, the garden, part of the garden flourishes and it's beautiful and you're like, oh, I did this, amazing. And then there'll be like, you know, the hedge or that one row of things that just aren't quite growing and can't quite work out, you know, what, so you try something different and then you try something different again and when it dies, you're like, oh, so the next season you're like, okay, we'll try again, we'll do this, right, I've learned from what worked over here and I'm going to, you know, leverage this bit. I'm going to leverage that knowledge and put it over here. And and then one day it's, you know, and I, I honestly believe it's like a good five years, you know, you, you need a good five years and you need that length of time, I think, to really understand what it is to be an entrepreneur and, and certainly to be able to teach it. Um, yeah, and you're like, wow, my garden, so beautiful. <laughs> and it's not to say that, you know, you still need to tweak things and nourish things and all of those things. Um, but yeah, I do. I do see kind of business like a bit of a garden, and yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I would. I've been in business for eight years, kind of coaching for for five. You know, I've done a lot of launches. I've worked with hundreds of women, um, and yeah, you know, because the because everything's growing and evolving all the time. We are growing, and evolving. We're having to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. What worked last year isn't working now. You know, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Well, it, exactly. I mean, it, business is just like nature in that we have winters, we have springs, we have summers, and then we have autumn, like we're going into now. We have to let the leaves fall sometimes. Mm. And I think back to that resistance in business and knowing when to pivot, it could just simply be that you're going through a winter and you may need to sow some new seeds. Yeah, totally. Why do you think most people who start a business, the, what's the percentage rate of 
failure, something like 95%, is it? Well, first of all, I wouldn't use the word failure. <laughs> that was my next question. What I do just you, think it's like... Can we that? redefine failure? Yeah, and, totally. Yeah, so you didn't like build a successful business or you're a failure, you're part of that 95%. Um, because I think that there can be a narrative that it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it takes a lot, certainly in women, it takes a lot. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of trade-offs in my life. Um, it takes a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a level of responsibility that comes with, you know, holding certainly now at my level, kind of what I hold. Um, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. You know, like you have to be a go-getter. You have to be ambitious. You have to be willing to get your hands dirty. You, you have to do hard things and sit in very messy middles. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think it requires a lot of us as humans and, and I think a lot of people, you know, maybe just don't get the support that they need. They don't see the value in, you know, mm. coaches and, you know, business support. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one because I see that a lot in women as well, that they maybe don't know how to ask for support. They don't know how to seek support and they do feel like they need to do it all on their own. And the other big thing is not feeling worthy of investing in themselves. Yeah. And also, you know, I think this a lot, I know this a lot because clients come to me and they're like, I've trained in nutrition. I've trained as a coach. I've trained in, that doesn't make you a business owner. That makes you a coach. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And so you then navigating business. And I know you know, why my clients do do well, why I've done well is because I've got that marketing, I've got a business skill. I understand a really big, big portion of business, you know, actually two now because marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. So there's that strategy piece and there's understanding, you know, if you think of areas of the business, there's customer service, there's sales, there's marketing. A lot of people will go and train and then those companies that train them don't then take them through here's what you need to know about business so it's not surprising that you're you know coming out of a coaching academy and then going yeah okay but so how do what what, about my branding and but who am I and like what am I trying to say and how do I say it and how do I do a reel and you know all of the things like how do I hold a sales conversation like they didn't teach me that when I came out of nutrition school and so it's not surprising that we're not supported because I think a lot of those, you know, certifications actually don't deliver on what happens when you go out into the big wide world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I saw, I saw that a lot with jewellery designers as well. I was very fortunate that I was passionate about business and not everybody is, but I, I loved the idea of growing a business, whereas most people, most designers wanted to focus on the art and the creativity, which is amazing. But we need to we need the skills of business as well. And if you don't have the skill, you know, you, you have to be, be, be the person that's like, I'm going to go learn the skill. Yeah. And you know, I didn't know, you know, what I know about sales then. I didn't know what I know about funnels and systems and I didn't know that stuff. I chose to, you know, Facebook ads, 
data. Like I'm always, always, always open to learning more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that responsibility piece. There's a, there's a responsibility required to go and be the person that masters something that they don't know. Like, how, you know, a, a, an example is when people go, I'm just not that good with money. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Like stop using that as an excuse. Be good with money by by learning. Go and learn how to be better with money. It's a choice. And I know that sounds quite like harsh, but it is the truth. Like, oh, I'm just not good at that. Well, why? You know, and, and when you start questioning, well, actually, I, I don't know. It's just what my mum used to tell me. And that's what she used to say. And suddenly you're like, oh, hold on a minute. Well, am I good at money? Well, yeah, because, you know, I've got that spreadsheet that I check now and again. Well, maybe if I check that more, then I'd be better with money. And it, it's actually really simple, you know? So, so much of it is just like, dissolving a lot of the stuff the narratives the patterns the behaviors that we maybe just haven't questioned for a really long time like yeah why why do I do that thing why don't I do that thing you know yeah interesting interesting so then what are the patterns and behaviors of somebody who runs a successful business I think there's a lot of I think I know there is a lot of self-leadership, you know, you have to get up in the morning and go do the thing because no one's going to do it for you. So that self-leadership piece is really important. You have to be able to lead yourself. You have to um, be able to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not. That's going to grow as you, as you scale your business, 100%. What I used to tolerate, I would not tolerate now. Um, and that comes with that capacity thing, you know, more than anything. Um, you have to look after yourself. You have to know the micro habits that actually make the biggest impact. You know, it's what I was saying. It's like, it it takes a lot of me. I'm in bed by 9, 30, 10 every night. You know, I don't get drunk on a weekday. I don't, um, you know, I eat well, I sleep well, I meditate. I, I, you know, I just do the things that allow me to feel really safe so that then in my business, I feel safe to expand. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time we look for safety in our business. Like once I meet that milestone, like once I've made that amount of money, it will all just be easier. It's very far from the truth because earning more, holding more clients comes with a whole other set of, you know, challenges Yeah, ultimately. And so yeah, you know, there's a real responsibility piece. And I think reframing that response, personally for me, reframing responsibility was a massive thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to be responsible. And I was like, well, actually, in being responsible, I have complete and utter freedom. Like, no one tells me what to do. I run a house on my own, I parent, you know, I do whatever I want whenever I want. And that for me works because that's my value. Mm-hmm. But if I were like, oh God, I'm responsible for everyone and had that kind of mindset, it might stop me really being able to live in that truth, mm-hmm. which I think is my sort of final point. It's like, you've got to have that inner compass and you've got to trust yourself. You know, if I'd have gone by what people had told me was possible for me, I would not be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And so I continued to learn and boost the muscle trust myself of self-trust like I trust myself to know that this is right for me it's 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 infuriating for a lot of people who are close in my world because I'm that person who like doesn't properly read labels and it's just like yeah we're gonna do it 
we're going to, I just, I just know I need to buy that sofa. I just know I need to buy that house. I just know I need, and it can be quite um, difficult for people around me because they're like, yeah. oh, and I, I just know, I just, or I'm like, I shouldn't buy that. I shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that thing. I shouldn't buy that house. That happened to me recently. I was like, there's just something I just, you know, I don't think I should be buying this that. I just, it's that, it's that self-trust and really yeah. trusting. And, and especially in business, it's like, if someone's like, you should, you know, here's a strategy and you're like, it's not going to work for me. I'm going to try this thing just like, you know, and then it works, you know, it's because you trusted in yourself and also trust yourself that even when things don't work out, you have the strength and the capacity to move through that. Definitely. And I love how you um, say it's a muscle that you have to build because it is. And you build that muscle by getting out of bed and doing the thing every day. It's like confidence. Yeah. You know, when I'm confident, I'll do the thing. No, no, no. You build confidence through experience because you're building evidence along the way that you are in fact courageous and confident enough to do the thing mm-hmm. so we wait we wait for like when I when I feel better about my body I'll, I'll do that thing when I insert here I'll, I'll do the thing when my website's ready when my thing's ready when it's like no 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 we build when we build evidence it reinforces that the thing that we were scared of doing we can actually do Mm-hmm. And that's where that support piece comes in, right? When you've got someone in your corner going, okay, come on, you can do this. It's like, oh yeah, I did it. And then no, no one died. And uh, I actually felt quite good about it. Oh, okay. I might do it again tomorrow. You know, <laughs> and I have that with clients who, you know, obviously being a visibility coach, they're like, oh God, like speaking to camera, it's a really big deal. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? We map out a bit of a strategy. They're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 10 days. 10, I'm going to commit to 10 days. And every day, you know, they speak to a theme. And by day five, they're like, I'm just so genuinely excited about sharing this content with my community. I'm excited to go online today. It doesn't take that long. You know, five days, three days, 10 days. And suddenly you've changed that pattern. But if you'd have waited until you thought you were ready, you'd have never have done it and built the evidence that it, it is in fact available for you and, you know, and then see the results of that, like, oh, I went live and then I made two sales. Oh my goodness. Okay. Even more evidence that I am yeah. valid and I'm enough and I can do the thing. Yeah. Which is amazing. And I, I remember the first ever live video I did eight, seven years ago, I was terrified and I yeah. still get nervous. I mean, I've been, I've had this podcast for three years and whenever I introduce anybody, my voice cracks. I get nervous. And it's, it is a, but it's, it's just a, it's a, a really unconscious thing that the more you do it, like I, now I love being on camera <laughs> because also you're sharing what you're most passionate about. And you come across like we all, our soul shines when we're able to speak about what we love. Totally. I remember the yeah. I remember the first time I did stories, and it's like I watched it again. I thought, oh, it's not right. Watched it again. Watched it. I was like, okay, you know what? It's been forty five minutes, Pandora. You just need to sort sort your shit out. <laughs> and it's like, right, just do it. Press it. Leave your phone. And I went. I think I like went downstairs to make a cup of tea. I was like, I just need to like just just do the thing. Yeah. And of course, like I always say, we're not born performers, and these things are. Being visible is, you know, it's it's in its expression, it's a performance. And 
we have to build the confidence to be able to show up in that way so much of it is easier when you have that strategy piece like I know who I am I know what I do I know how I'm saying what I do like everything is easier when you're really solid in that piece Mm -hmm. you're like oh I'm not really sure what to say it's going to be so much harder to go online and talk about it right so you know that's how those two worlds really merge Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I think the other thing that I've picked up on in that is that when you said, oh, I did the thing and nobody died. And that's the other thing is making this failure the thing that we might mess up. It's okay. My voice might crack when I introduce somebody. Nobody died and it's okay. Yes, exactly. And like, and even if you did the thing and it went wrong, like, can you trust yourself enough to know that it doesn't need to mean what it doesn't need to mean and you can move on? Yeah. You know, that, that it's not everything. It, it's like you were your business, but you're not your business. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think we attach so much of our worth and, and ego. You know, a lot of this, we're talking about ego, like, mm-hmm. oh, but I've got to be seen to be this thing and perfect and You know, I did a masterclass today and I was like, there will be typos. There's always one, you know, and I just said it. I just thought I'm calling myself out now, right at the beginning. If you spot the typo before me, let me know. Because so what if there's a typo? And of course there was a typo. Human. (laughs) Yeah. And there is a part of me that's like, well, I could have checked it beforehand. Do you know what? I didn't have the time. I was so focused on like getting those slides in because I wanted it to be so valuable it was one typo, right? In the grand scheme of things, I delivered and I delivered something really amazing that will support every single woman who was on that call. So yeah, I think we, there's a, there's a knowing of when we want things to look a certain way. I know sometimes when I'm in the design of my business, I can get quite like, that's not good enough. That's not, you know, and I have to have it a certain way, Mm -hmm. but that's because I, I understand the importance of building a brand. But sometimes there's a smaller detail, like, oh, there was a typo in the email. Okay, I can let that one go. It's knowing what to let go of in order to quite simply move forward and then what actually is more important, you know? Yeah, amazing. Okay, so I'm going to just move the conversation slightly. So your podcast is called The Magnetic Woman. What makes a woman magnetic? Truth, being in her truth. So... The, the concept behind the magnetic woman was bridging the gap between who you present as to the world and who you truly are. I love that. That's the other quote that I pulled off your website. I'll, yeah. I'll just read it quickly. I know that when we close the gap between who we present as to the world and who we truly are, we activate our magnetism. And from this place, we radically transform our lives. Yes. So it goes back to... Are you living your values? You know, are you being who you say you are? Are you being truthful about your desires and your standards? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's giving women the opportunity to be very unapologetic about who they are, who they want to be, what they want to create. You know, certainly in my world now about, you know, the wealth that they want to build, you know, and, and I create the spaces for women who have that ambition in them. Mm. You know, they have that mission, they have that heart. They want to do more. They want to create more. They want to have a really rich life, whatever that looks like for them. And and the, the space is a, you know, it's a space where we can be very like, this is who I am and this is what I want. And 
you know, without that fear of judgment or someone disagreeing with us. And that's mm-hmm. really important for me and, and important for the world, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I I love that there are so many um, leaders like yourself out there inspiring women to stand in their truth of who they are authentically. And, um, and I love that quote because, I mean, it also resonates a lot with the work that I've done on myself with shadow work, Jungian psychology and the work that I do with my clients because it is about being authentic. Life is about being authentic. And we may not know who we are in truth until we question the narratives in our mind, the patterns, the behaviours that have been conditioned into us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's it. It's like, you know, questioning that. Like, who am I really? You know, Mm -hmm. if I took off all the different hats that I wear, like, who am I? And just anchoring into the fact that we are multidimensional beings. Mm You know, like I get to be a great mum, a silly mum. You know, I'm so silly and just I'm very different with my daughter, let's say, than I am with my clients. And that doesn't mean I'm not authentic. It's just that there's many, many parts to me. Sometimes I feel like I just want to be super sexy and really playful. And other times I'm more serious. Like mm-hmm. my partner often says, it's like, well, I'm not quite sure what Pandora, because when I'm working, I'm like, I'm in the zone. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, what? Like very like I'm in the zone. And then it's like if it goes down, I'm like, hey, baby, what happened to dinner? And that's I get to be all of those versions of me. And it's that's the full that's living the fullness of your multidimensionalness. And that's really what the magnetic woman is about. It's knowing that there are many layers to you, many versions of you that you will live throughout your lifetime as well. You know, certainly as women, we have, you know, obviously um you know growing up and then we kind of turn from you know girls to women and then we have the cycles of our periods and then we have perimenopause and then menopause and you know there's there's a whole kind of rebirth death and rebirth journeys that we go on our bodies go on as Mm. part of that you know I, I remember feeling so different when I gave birth to my daughter it was like just everything my body changed everything in me changed um things that I could do before that I then couldn't do you know I just like going on um scary rides or being at the top of like um like basically heights like I just Mm. there were just things that it's just that mother instinct was just like hard no and it, it, it the exploration of all of those parts of us is what the magnetic woman is about yeah um and yeah and it's you know it can be an interesting journey to go on but deeply satisfying to really feel comfortable in your skin like this is who I am yeah I love that I really really resonate with that and a a lot of the work that I do as well we look at archetypes and the archetypes within the collective unconscious and how we have them within us and you know the the innocent the mother the sage you know they're all we get to play them throughout our lives and we can embody them you know the the amazon the warrior while we're at work and then you know the lover when we're off out having fun we get to do all of this yeah exactly and that's what i think makes life really beautiful you also use the word magnificence a lot magnificent in um some i don't i just pick it up from your emails and i really 
I really love it. And I think that we all have it within us, this magnificence, this power. When we face a lot of knocks in life, like you mentioned, you had a Saturn return. I've had a Saturn return, dark night of the soul, whatever, you know, we all have. Yeah, <laughs> I love the eye roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. You know, we all we have these things. So when we've been knocked in life and we've experienced something like this, how do you think we can bring this magnificence and this power out of us? I know you've done a lot of work with shamans and different medicines and practices. I think being compassionate towards yourself, being graceful um, and and seeking the lesson the hardest bit yeah like what did I learn from this experience every you know version of a dark night of the soul or just simply put you know the most challenging times of my life have given me lessons absolutely in hindsight you know it's a beautiful thing to be like oh yeah I see why that happened for you know the divine timing of my life But I think if you can give yourself compassion in those moments and and be graceful with yourself, um, and and seek the lesson, you know, there's always a there's always a gift. One of the ways that I live my life is that the that Creator, Universe, Spirit is always giving me gifts. You know, every experience, even the challenging ones, is a gift. Yeah, and that's where that compassionate peace comes in because you've got to look at yourself and and you know be graceful in like. Yeah, I really needed to learn that. Thank you. You know, it's it's quite humbling, I think, to, you know, learn those things about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We definitely get humbled as humans. Mm. There is a lot of, and especially, and in business, we have to be humble if we're going to lead a successful business. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, so... This has been an amazing conversation. I mean, I could continue talking for hours, but we have a time, we have a time limit. So um, what are the top three lessons that you can offer people, lessons or tips about living a magnetic life? Get support. You know, it's really hard to catch your blind spots on your own. It's really hard to build a business without business knowledge, you know, like get support. Um, The second piece is like find your truth, you know, be curious. I think actually just full stop, be curious, you know, be curious with yourself, be curious with others, like so much of you know, my own journey and the journey that I, I, I'm lucky enough to work with women for long periods of time. And, you know, everything that they have created has come from a place of curiosity. Like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if I tried that thing, or I wonder if I did this a different way, or I wonder if I just put my prices up or, you know, so much of it is that curiosity piece um, that, that stops us doing the same thing over and over and again. Um, and I'm going to say kind of self-love, self-trust, mm-hmm. you know, I, self-trust is often built from self-love, you know, but I, I, for me, they sort of feel like one of the same, 
you know, when I trust myself and I lead from that place, I know that I'm loving myself because I'm trusting myself. And when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, loving myself, I'm building that trust. So yeah, I think it, it gets forgotten, but actually ultimately everything comes down to you choosing you, mm-hmm. you know, and loving yourself and loving all that you are. And that supports you to, 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 you know, to do the things. To do the things and see the results and learn the lessons and death and rebirth and start again (laughs) yeah exactly you know yeah or shall we say winter and summer we're just just water yeah we'll stick with the seasons totally and look sometimes you're going to be experiencing like every single one of those seasons in a whole day it's just (laughs) been there (laughs) it's just part of it you know and I think the resilience that you build to be able to hold that you know yeah yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And you build, we build resilience, don't we? We're all so much more resilient than we think we are. You know, I I thought that I'd had some shit thrown at me and then, you know, you're really thrown shit when you life changes. So, yeah, we're all a lot more resilient than we mm. first believe. Yeah. Amazing, Pandora. Thank you so much for this conversation. And I will link all of your website, your Instagram and everything in the show notes so that people can, people can connect with you. Is there anything you just want to tell anybody, um, our listeners about your work, where you'd like to direct them? Yeah, probably the best place um, to find me is pandorapaloma.com forward slash masterminds. Um, that's kind of the core of my of my offer. So I have a mastermind um they run six months or a year um for every stage of business so early stages up to kind of 5k months scaling to six figures and then six to multi-six um that's what I'm pretty much known for and that's sort of my signature offering so head there amazing amazing I'll link that in the show notes for anybody who's interested I also highly recommend signing up to her email newsletter because there's always loads of amazing value in there Um, awesome So yeah, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Mandala Effect. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. I greatly appreciate your ongoing support and the podcast wouldn't be where it is today without you. So thank you. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family and let's continue spreading the mandala effects of magic and infinite possibilities. See you next week.